Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and while I know I mentioned last week would be the last episode of the year, this is the time of year filled with gifts, presents, and celebrations. I decided to give listeners one more episode before I take a little break, and I was just too excited for this episode. I couldn't wait until 2023 to release it. This week, I'm joined by Jackie and Zoe, owners of 10 Gallon Top, a custom hat bar. Having only been in business for less than a year, these girls are quickly picking up steam with their unique setup and customization options. Here to talk all about their process and custom hats are Jackie and Zoe. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yeah, I am super excited to have you guys. I have loved all of the hats you've been making. It's so fun to follow you guys on Instagram and just see all of the creative hats you're coming up with. So I would love to sort of just hear from both of you, uh, introducing yourselves and just explaining um, a little more about your business. So Jackie, do you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah, it was super fun to actually have you come and make a hat one of my favorite things so far about everything is just seeing what people design. Um, I would say people kind of fall into two categories, the neutral um, group and then the sparkly colorful group. So um, it's always fun to see kind of people's personalities come through with their hats. But yeah, so my name is Jackie Klager. I'm from the East Coast originally, but I'm transplanted to Kansas by way of KU. So we actually met Zoe and I at KU um, in college. And then um, I moved to Kansas City after college and then went away back to the East Coast of Philadelphia and then came back to Kansas. So I've been here for a few years. So I'm Zoe. I'm the other co-owner of 10 Gallon Top. So we're a custom hat bar. We're only doing pop-ups right now and virtual consultations. So we don't have a brick and mortar. Um, But basically you pick out your hat and then pick out all your additions from fabrics to different trims. We have suede, feathers, and then at the end we can brand it with an actual cattle brand, which is fun with initials, little sayings, anything. So like Jackie said, it's been really fun to see everyone's creations. Um, I love being creative and doing um, any arts and crafts, no matter what it is. So I love helping in the process of sourcing materials, helping people pick out materials, things that go together, and um, just designing hats and seeing everyone's creations have been so fun. Yeah, and I'm probably the kind of, Zoe's definitely the more creative of the two of us. I'm probably more the social business type person that likes to talk to people and kind of consult with them on like what they're thinking to do for their hats and then typically I hand it over to Zoe once we get to the more creative side when they're putting their hats together so it's been fun people being able to come in and kind of design something for their own style how did you come up with this idea what was sort of the inspiration behind actually starting this business So I am from Texas. I was actually born in the Midwest in St. Louis, but have grown up and lived my whole life in San Antonio, 
um, besides going to KU for four years. And then I came back. And so I am a Texas girl at heart and love the Western clothing, just style. I've always thought cowboy hats were really fun, but didn't think I was I could pull them off. So I tried to find a way that I could incorporate them into my style. And there's a couple higher end brands that were personally out of my budget for decorating custom hats. So I was texting Jackie one day and I'm like, I think we can do this. Like, I think it would be fun um, to make it more affordable and accessible to everyone. Um, It's right up our alley of getting to be creative and stylish at the same time. And so we kind of just started from there. It was literally a random day that we just were like, okay, let's just jump in. There's no time but the present. Um, And so we just started sourcing hats and materials and then um, had a pop up with all of our friends and that went over great. And so we continued from there. Yeah. And I think the reason too, why we chose Kansas city rather than Texas, because obviously the Western style is probably bigger in Texas was just how Kansas city loves doing a pop-up style event and they love supporting local businesses and that sort of thing. So I think one of the fun, the fun things about this is that since it's not a brick and mortar, we're actually partnering with local Um, boutiques and hair salons and that sort of thing. And then as well as going to people's houses. So making it of social aspect mixed with fashion, which I would say probably I'm more of the social side. That's more of my passion for it. So I think that's where we decided to go the Kansas City route rather than Texas. That's a really good point just because Kansas City does love supporting small business and pop-ups have become so big here. I have a lot of close friends that are small business owners that that's where they've seen a lot of success and that's where they've seen a lot of their customer growth and uh, repeated customers is because they found them at a pop-up. So uh, how were you guys finding which businesses you were going to pop up or was there a certain area that you guys were looking at where you thought you would see the most success? Yeah, so I actually will probably shout out a couple of the people that really helped us just because I think Again, like you were saying, with Kansas City supporting local businesses, not only are they supportive, but I think that it's a really great group of people that want to help people out, um, which is, I think, pretty unique. So we actually got started with a launch from Anna Petro. She's a photographer here in Kansas City. Um, Not only did she take pictures for us, but she connected us with a lot of local businesses that she worked with. Um, specifically Sierra Winter, um, who I'll also shout out just because she's been so kind and amazing. She has a really loyal group of uh, customers here in Kansas City, and we were pretty good mesh, I think, with her style. So um, doing a pop-up with her when she opened her new store was awesome just because we had similar customers that also really just took on to the hats. Yeah. And one thing I want to mention about your pop-up that you did at Sierra Winter and Jackie point out when I was designing my own hat was the hot tool to write because I saw a picture at Sierra of her kind of writing on the hat. So Zoe, from the design perspective, where are you guys getting the inspiration from like what you're putting in the hats? You offer so such a big variety between feathers and scarves. So where are you getting the inspiration for what you offer? So we try and obviously go with um, current trends. So from fashion and clothes and everything, we try and source similar materials or textures. 
so in the spring like big florals were really popular the color green was popular and that's even um transcending through the fall and winter and so we just try to i mean obviously stay on top with the trends and then um see how we can incorporate that into hats i think just mixing of metals and textures and everything makes a really fun um, creation at the end and inspiring people to go out of their comfort zone a little um, and mixing those patterns and textures to create something fun. And I think just we if we see something randomly we'll just buy it um like I was at a random store in Brookside and they had a really cute bee patterned fabric um, we were like, that would look really good on the hats. Same with Zoe. She, since she lives in Texas, she has a different market. If she sees brooches at an estate sale, that sort of thing, she'll kind of buy those for the hats. We found matchbooks at an antique store in Kansas City. So kind of going outside of the box just to make it unique for every hat rather than it being things that you could find online. With people having different styles and getting to choose what they want. So just to kind of reiterate that the hats aren't already designed when you are doing your pop-ups customers are coming up and they are getting to choose you know what material they're adding if they want a scarf the mixing of metals that was one thing I had a lot of fun with but it can be intimidating because there's so many options and there are so many cool trends I love the mixed metal trend that has been going on when I talked to Sierra Winter on this podcast a bit ago uh, that was something that she talked about that she really loves and is uh, something that she just likes to do with her jewelry. And I love that that is a trend as well. But yeah, so you guys are uh, not pre-design hats. You're really getting to work with customers on designing their own. So what has that process been like in terms of getting used to kind of being a business owner? You're working hands-on with the customers. So some people come in and know exactly what they want. They know that they only will wear a neutral one or on the other end of that spectrum, some people have no idea even where to start. Um, so first we try and help pick out a hat color that they want. Um, we do have several different color and style hats, whether it's a rancher hat, more of a cowboy hat, a fedora type hat. So we start there and once they find one that they like and then it looks good on their head, um, then we kind of ask what their style is. Um, what they envision themselves wearing this with or events they're wearing it to and then help them go from there and you can add as little or as many accoutrements as you want and also we are team nothing permanent um, so we of course can attach things more permanently to your hat um, but we choose to um, recommend they can be swapped out so you can swap them out for seasons or if you add for example I have a really sparkly band on mine that I could remove if I wanted something more simple so um, it's just fun to play with it and take a few extra additions home with you um, to swap it out for seasons or like I said if you have a special event that you want something more glitzy things like that so it's just fun to help people streamline what they're using the hat for and them picturing themselves wearing it. And then, of course, getting to see them with their creation and they're so excited. They're like, oh, I'll just put it on now. It's always the greatest feeling because they truly love what they create. Yeah. And, and since, like Zoe mentioned, nothing's permanent except for, I would say, like the most 
Probably the most fun part is permanent, which is actually branding the hat. I think that is what makes this probably the most unique. You know, some people ask like, how are we differentiated? Because they can go buy a hat from somewhere else. But I think the branding takes it a step further. Um, some people put just one initial, some people put multiple. We actually recently launched, in addition to the branding tool, that is what you saw with Sierra Winter's hat with the pen. We actually have shapes now as well. So things like a star, horseshoe. Yeah. So I think the branding is really cool and people love that just because it's almost like a tattoo for your hat um which is really cool Zoe, are there any trends that you have seen that you love the most or any hat in particular that really sticks out to you that you guys did that is your absolute favorite it's so hard i really don't think we've sold a hat that i wouldn't wear myself it's so hard to pick just one but I do love the trend of velvet and sparkles. I'm more out there <laughs> in that aspect. So anything with rhinestones or sparkles, that's all me. Jackie, do you have a favorite trend that you've been seeing recently with hats? Similar to Zoe, but like a little muted on the sparkle. I really like when people do a neutral style hat. So we have one that has like a subtle tie dye. Um, and then they'll pair it with maybe a neutral fabric and a neutral suede wrap. And then they'll add a little pop of sparkle. So we have like a rhinestone wrap or they'll add a chain to it. So something that's a little bit more subtle, but still has flair is kind of my favorite. And there was a girl who did three brands, which I thought looked really cool just for people to understand branding. Most people do a letter. So she did her first initial middle and last name, which looked really good on the hat. What's so unique with you guys is that people can can customize. I mean, that's the point is they custom hat bar. So what might match your style wouldn't match my style, but it's all just fun for people to get in there and kind of decide okay, what would work with what my kind of vibe is or, you know, what's something that I can wear every day or someone might want a hat that's more specific to an event. Zoe, I actually saw you guys at the KU game, uh, the KU football (laughs) game for game day. And I saw your hat from a distance and then saw when you posted it on Instagram, but something like that, that's super fun. That's kind of for specific event that you can wear over and over versus something day-to-day. So it's nice that you offer such a range of things and hats as well. Jackie, as you mentioned, you have kind of that tie-dye hat. And as you both were saying, you have a variety of hats. So it's not just one hat fits all. And something else I want to point out that Jackie and I worked with when I was picking up my hat is I have a, a smaller head and you do offer hats that have adjustments inside, which is great because helps everyone pick something that works for them, not only style wise, but like physically with their head shape as well. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention that our hats are not just for women. We've had an 11 year old girl create her own hat. We've had multiple men create their own hat. So um, the target market is pretty broad. You know, I mean, we we have a target, I would say, you know, between 20 and 60 year old women tend to buy the hats more, but we do have men that purchase them, younger girls that purchase them. So it is cool to be able to cater to a large audience. What are some of the struggles that come with owning a business? Yeah. So, and I think 
Um, Zoe has probably more small business knowledge than me. So I think I was probably more the optimist in the beginning, just from understanding um, what it exactly takes. Um, but the biggest eye opener for me was actually sourcing everything. Like we mentioned, um, getting a quality product was really important to us. That was pretty much like the mission to have a quality product at a more affordable price. Um, so we never wanted to compromise quality, but being able to source these hats, um, they're hundred percent wool. And that's important to us that they are hundred percent wool. It's been a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, things like having to get a wholesaler that produces them for us. So working through some of those struggles was something that I guess I wasn't probably as prepared for as Zoe was. Zoe, what would you say as some struggles that you, you face being a business owner? So I run family businesses day to day. Um, and then I have a small business of my own. Um, but they're more on the food and hospitality side. So with this business, I would agree with Jackie that sourcing quality materials was challenging. Um, and then I think also the aspect that I am not local to Kansas City is a big challenge for us. So me not being able to do day-to-day things always and then just getting up there for as many events as I can to be hands-on. I love being hands-on. I'm a little type A in that aspect of I am a go-getter of doing it myself. And so just obviously I trust Jackie with everything. So it's been nice having that trust in Jackie um, to know it's going to get done and we're going to figure it out one way or another, but just growing pains of running a business from a couple states away. Yeah. And um, I don't know if we shared, but it, it, it's just us two um, actually attending the events as well. So I'm, I don't know if we're thinking into the future, a goal of ours would be to have another probably employee that could attend parties um, and could maybe help with social media. Some of the things that we're doing um, every single day. And like Zoe said, from some of it is from a distance. Um, I do travel for my, my other day job too. So being in Kansas city 24 seven to attend the parties can sometimes be difficult because we never want to turn down an event, but that's just been maybe another struggle that we didn't probably anticipate or we, we thought it would happen, but I think we're being a little optimistic. Uh, you both mentioned that you have other jobs. So what is that like having to juggle so many things all at once? So sleep is something I don't know too well, <laughs> but right now I am currently running three restaurants in San Antonio. And then I have a small charcuterie business to where I take custom orders in San Antonio. So really just having to be extremely organized with my calendar, taking orders in advance or taking like events. It's just keeping everything organized and making sure I'm not forgetting anything or missing anything and trying to stay on top of the ball. Well, and I think the funny thing when Zoe mentioned sleep, I'm probably more of like the morning person and she's um, more of a night owl or at least her other jobs um, cause her to be up later. So I do think that that has been nice between the two of us. Um, like in the morning, I'll wake up earlier and maybe start some things. And then at nighttime while I'm sleeping, Zoe's working on other things behind the scenes. So it's pretty much probably like close to a 24 hour business um, that we're doing things. 
especially for small business owners that are doing stuff on the side, I don't think people realize how much time and energy goes into those things because you, as a business owner, you want to make sure everything is being taken care of and you're not missing anything, but you also have something else on the side that like needs your devotion. And so I can totally relate. And it's nice that you're able to rely on each other to kind of back each other up and, you know, being able to have that support system within your business is really nice. So Jackie, when you are, you know, not working and not running this, what does life in Kansas City look like for you? That's actually, it's kind of funny when you said that, what does life in Kansas City look like for you? Because it kind of seems like when I'm in Kansas City, a lot of what's going on is 10 gallon top because, you know, we're in our late 20s. So right now there's tons of life events going on. We have lots of friends getting married and having babies and traveling. And so it's kind of funny, like the weekends that we're not doing 10 gallon top typically means that we're outside of Kansas City. But when we're when we're there, um, I think we definitely work hard, play hard type of thing. So love going to happy hours, trying new restaurants. Um, that's kind of how we reconnected just from following you on social media, wanting to find new restaurants, big foodies. So I think you kind of alluded to like what's missing from Kansas City. I would really just say that the not having a beach and not having mountains, like Kansas City is growing so much from a cultural kind of aspect. There's so many new restaurants and fun things to do. So when we're not working, it's typically that we're just not even there. I'll add something to this. Jackie has to be busy at all times. I am more of when I'm off, I'm probably laying in my bed or sitting deep into a couch. Jackie is doing something from morning to night. And I actually told someone this the other day that she is like my personal Yelp. When I come to Kansas City, you could ask her anywhere to go, like any vibe you're trying to achieve and she would know somewhere to go. So I think she's always out and about in the city and connecting herself with people and local businesses. And I aspire to be more like her in that aspect, but um, she definitely is always staying busy. Yeah. And I think I probably need to take a nap like Zoe. <laughs> um, that's probably why I'm a morning person because as soon as my head hits the pillow, I am passed out. You and I are so similar. I am the same way. I get like really excited to look at my calendar and I am a handwritten person. I cannot for the life of me use a calendar on my phone, no matter how many times people try to tell me. And I love looking at my calendar and I'm like, oh yes, it's full. Like I know exactly what I'm doing from all these, all these different times. So I think you and I are, are similar in that sense. Zoe, when you come to Kansas City, are there any spots that you like definitely have to hit? Really, I'm always just go with the flow. Jackie always has something next on her list. So I trust her decisions, but it's really funny. I have family that's from Kansas City. So one stop is always Topsy's Popcorn for Cheddar Popcorn. Jackie knows this. And so I always bring that back for my mom or different family members. So that's always fun. I've definitely been in Kansas City more frequently. Just getting to try all the different restaurants there is always exciting. Um, something new. And then, of course, one of my favorite parts about Kansas City is actually having four seasons. So it's fun for me to be able to get out my winter coats and get on a plane um, because at home I don't get to use them. So I love Kansas City for those aspects. 
As soon as it turns fall, Zoe is um, collecting those crab apple green balls from the ground. I think everybody in Kansas City knows what we're talking about. Um, she's bringing a big bag home to San Antonio to distribute to her mom and grandma for their houses. So that's pretty funny. Jackie, is there anywhere in Kansas City that you've been really into recently food wise or any hot spots that you uh, would want listeners to know about? Yeah. So um, actually from a cocktail bar standpoint, I've been on a big goat and rabbit kick, um, which is perfect for winter. I think they have a small patio out back, which is fun in the summer, but it's the perfect cozy vibe in there. They have a huge bar and it's just a really good cocktail bar, especially in the winter. The other one um, that I would recommend too, since it's Christmas time right now, but all three of us are Jewish, but Drastic Measures is doing a Hanukkah bar pop-up this week, um, which is awesome. So we'll definitely be checking that out. Um, from a food standpoint, one of the places that I took Zoe, because I'd been wanting to go, was Peros. Really, really good, in addition, cocktails, but Greek food um, and really cute inside as well. I love Peros. And yeah, we talked about Drastic Measures. I think it's awesome that there is a bar in Kansas City that is doing something Hanukkah-themed. Uh, anyone who follows my Instagram knows I just wrapped up doing another year of eight days of Hanukkah giveaways, uh, which has been a really fun thing, can't say. But yeah, it was really exciting when Drastic Measures announced that they were doing the Hanukkah bar. Excited to check them out. And Jack, you already mentioned kind of some things that you wish you could change about Kansas City. Zoe, from an out-of-towner's perspective, when you come to Kansas City, is there anything you wish Kansas City had or had more of? It's just like a different way of life than where I live. Um, I think it's a little bit slower paced, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I like all the local restaurants that are popping up. I think Kansas City is doing a great job in that aspect of supporting small businesses. Um, I come from the restaurant industry, so I love um, getting to check out all the new spots, restaurants and bars. And I think Kansas City is doing a great job on accepting the diversity that's coming. Well, and I think the other thing that's pretty cool about um, being partners with Zoe is that we get um, two perspectives of since it's a local Kansas City business and most all of the business is actually located in Kansas City. We haven't really done a lot of e-commerce outside. Um, we've obviously shipped hats to some people that no longer live in Kansas City, but typically they found us from being in Kansas City. But it's cool to have Zoe's perspective of being in Texas and just seeing trends that are there, what people are liking in other places, because that's really how this idea came to Kansas City. We saw a gap in the Kansas City market that other markets had so that gives us a unique kind of angle, I think, to not being just stuck in a in a Kansas City bubble, which um, I think probably the one thing that maybe Zoe was alluding to that sometimes Kansas City can feel a little bit of a bubble, like we're in the middle, we're in the middle of everything, but also just like the middle of um, being wrapped up into the Kansas City world, um, which I think we're doing big steps to kind of be more progressive and like more on trend um yeah. I would say if anything Kansas City used to be a little behind I think they're catching up but with trends with just ideas stuff like that I think Kansas City is doing a good job of catching up rapidly with the rest of the country being from here just being able to see 
how much progress has been made and the changes that are happening all for the better, I think are awesome. And just in terms of fashion, it's fun to see Kansas City sort of evolve. I feel like there there obviously are always people here who are really into fashion and fashionable, but for the most part, I feel like Kansas City for a really long time and so kind of is is such like an athleisure town. It's really casual. I love dressing up, uh, which is another reason I just love your guys' company and what you're doing because I feel like accessories is how I like to dress up my looks. I often wear like head to toe black and then choose to kind of add a pop of color here and there. The hats you're making are great because you can dress them up, you can dress them down and they work so well in the city because we are a little bit more of a casual city. As you both mentioned earlier, you know, the attachments you're putting on the hat are not permanent. So you can have attachments that help dress it up or you can have attachments that kind of tone it down for a more casual vibe. Yeah, and totally. Actually, it's a good thing that you pointed it out. Some people have never tried on the type of hats that we're selling. And I think it was even fun with you. You know, you weren't sure what was going to look good. And I think that's actually one of the biggest hurdles that sometimes we have. Some people will come up to our pop-ups and say, this is super cute. I love this, but you know, I'm not a hat person. And I think Zoe mentioned too, for me, I I had never really worn these hats before either, but with Kansas City being like new to trends and things like that, they're definitely picking up momentum. And because they're very versatile, if you don't want to do your hair, you can throw on a hat. And I think once people have the hats, they're wearing them all the time because it's something that you reach for. It's kind of like you didn't, you don't know what you never had, but now once you have a hat, you're probably just going to throw it on more often. So it's a good investment. When I grab hats in my mind, I'm like, yeah, my hair's dirty or it's like a beanie. It's cold outside. And I've never really gravitated towards hats as being an accessory, but I've put on that hat so many times I've worn it. Yeah. Now that I have it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've never like been on this trend before. Cause for me, I just didn't, I didn't think I could really pull it off. But as you, as we've said, you guys offer a variety of hats. So it's just kind of figuring out your own style and what sort of works for the customer. As we mentioned, Kansas City loves, loves their pop-ups and I know you know, Christmas and New Year's are right around the corner. Are there any upcoming pop-ups or any additions to what you guys are offering that you would want listeners to know about? So we book private parties and public pop-ups with different boutiques, restaurants, salons, um, anything of that nature. On our social media, we always post our public pop-ups that anyone is able to drop into, or sometimes we have sign-up. And then private parties at people's homes are probably our favorite event to do. So if you have five friends that you would like to host an event with the host gets 10% off of their hat. Um, and we come and set up shop in your house, wherever you choose. So we can do your living room, kitchen, whatever. It's the same thing as a public pop-up. We help your friends, um, walk through the design process, check out individually or all together, um, whatever your preference is. And, um, we have a specialty 10 gallon top shelf margarita, Um, which is really fun. So if you have a theme or anything like that, we love leaning into a theme and decorating um, stuff like that. So just reach out to us on Instagram or on our email, hello at 10gallontop.com. And we would be more than happy to help plan your event. 
And it's hard to believe that we're already at the end of the year. I know January, it's going to be super cold. So we have Valentine's Day coming up. Um, I think we'll probably schedule some pop-ups as well. But the private parties, I could see January being a super busy month for kind of staying at home and doing a party at home. Yeah. And I love the idea of a private party. And I know Jack and I were talking about this quite a bit when uh, we were designing my hat, but it's such a fun way to have people over, whether it's for like a birthday or Valentine's Day is coming up and doing a little Valentine's thing, but such a fun way just to like hang out with, you know, a close group of friends. What's fun too, is to get to firsthand see what other people are designing because not only do they have both of your inputs and sort of just your knowledge of knowing kind of what looks good together, but also being able to see other people's hats and, oh, like that's something I wouldn't have thought about or sort of jumping off other people, uh, their ideas and getting inspiration from that. So I love the idea of a private party, just being able to like sip some wine and eat and getting to like design something that custom to to you. So that's that's so fun. So how far in advance should people reach out uh, to you for hosting a private event? I would say that just because we do book up fairly quickly for weekends, um, Friday, Saturdays, um, we do do um, parties on the weekdays as well. Um, but the weekends tend to fill up fairly quickly. So I'd recommend at least 30 days notice, if not 60, um, just as we're getting into the depths of winter. We also do, as we're looking into spring as well, I know it starts to get busy for bridal events. This past summer, we did quite a bit of bridal showers, um, baby showers, those sort of things. It gives your guests something to do as well. It's always fun to have an activity. So I would say that looking um, 30 to 60 days in advance would probably be best. And if you just want to get a hat for yourself or for someone as a gift, we do do private consultations to where we will FaceTime you and um, walk you through the process, designing your hat over via FaceTime. Um, and then we can do local Kansas City pickup or drop off. Um, and for the gifting aspect, if you just want to give someone a gift card and have them show up at a pop-up or do a private consultation that's also available too. We always have gift cards available. Um, the link is in our Instagram bio. Um, and that's a great gift. Even if you're just purchasing the hat and then they add all the additions, people have loved those for the holidays and especially husbands that don't know what to get their wives. We've had a couple wives like send their husbands us on Instagram and then the husband just buys a gift certificate because they don't know how to design the hat and then the wife gets a treat. Um, so it's just something fun and unique and something to gift the person that you don't know what to get them. Yeah. And we're also just super flexible. We want this to be as fun as possible. So recently we've been doing almost um, in addition to the consultations, almost like a showroom at my house. Um, so if people are local in Kansas City and they would prefer to come in person rather than FaceTime, they're more than welcome to kind of just DM me and see what's going on. And I'm always happy to set up um, the 10 gallon top setup at my house. I've done that a few times. And I know that's um, kind of what you did when you created your hat as well. So we want it to be as interactive as possible, but the consultation is also great if you know what you're you're looking for and we're happy to make it work for you. 
another thing that I just want to point out for listeners that it's so fun, all these different things you offer all these private events for, which is great. And it just, it, when you feel like you're doing your own like consultation and you're getting to create your own thing, it just makes you feel like special and important. And, you know, you said it's supposed to be fun. It's like not supposed to be an intimidating process. It's for you. It's for your, for yourself to wear. So it's just a fun way to like get to design something that no one else has and just kind of making it like its own process, but in a fun way without being like, oh, I saw that cute thing and maybe I'll come back to it later. And Oh, then I forgot it was. This is like not just you getting had. It's you've both of you have created like an experience for people. And I think that's what stays with customers and helps people come back because they will be able to say, oh, I went to this bridal shower and there was this awesome you know, 10 gallon top custom hat bar and I got to create this thing. And then you get to look at your own creation and you know exactly where you got it from. Totally. I agree hundred percent. And I think that's where 10 gallon top really came, the idea came from, you know, obviously we, it was the hat, but in tandem, it was equally the experience. So we always want it to be interactive, fun, and then be able to come away with something that's you're going to have for a long time. And it's an investment piece. Like we said, we don't want it to be um, something that you're just going to kind of leave on the dresser it's a quality piece and we hope that it's something that you'll want to grab every day be sure to follow along on instagram at 10 gallon top listeners can also use code casey by Siri for 10 percent off gift cards gift cards can be purchased through their website as always you can follow me on instagram at casey by Siri, and i hope you have a lovely holiday whatever you celebrate and happy new year Casey Confidential Casey's Confidential Kansas City's best Casey Confidential Hey, confidential.